Good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together. I'm hopefully able to give some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Cinnamon Apple Herbal Tea from Bigelow. This sweet and delicious tea has an aroma which reminds you of a fresh-baked apple pie. Warm cinnamon and licorice add to the sweet flavor in this blend and mix nicely with the subtle tartness and fruity notes added by the hibiscus and apple pieces. So sit back with your cup of tea and relax for these few minutes together as we listen to where this week's podcast will take us. Good morning. A warm teacup welcome to all those who are joining in with us today. I hope that you found something cozy to drink and are able to spend these few minutes together as we continue walking through the book of Esther. Today, the the encouragement, the title of, of our devotion time is Despite All Odds, God Will Fulfill His Promises. And as we come to chapter 3 of Esther, we're going to be introduced to Haman. Haman is a man whose hatred and his abuse of power throws the entire Persian Empire into confusion and literally takes the Jewish people to the brink of total destruction. Now for the Jewish people even today, as they continue to celebrate the Feast of Purim and the book of Esther is read aloud, the mere mention of the name Haman draws strong responses even to the point of blot him out. So as we look at chapter 3 today and we read of Haman's plot to destroy the entirety of the Jewish nation, I think as Christians we can be reminded of something that we probably don't think about uh, as often as maybe we should. Lord Jesus Christ was a Jew. The Jews are his chosen people. Now, granted, the biggest mistake that the Jewish people make is they fail to see Christ as the promised Messiah who's come into the world for salvation. The biggest mistake that many Christians make is failing to see Jesus as the God of the Jewish people. God made an unconditional promise in Genesis that the land of Israel would always belong to Abraham's descendants, which, of course, is the Jewish people. You can see that in Genesis 12, 6. That promise was not a conditional uh, promise. It was not upon their acceptance of Christ as the Messiah. God didn't say to Abraham, I'm going to give this land to your descendants unless you reject me as Messiah, and then you're going to be toast. No, that's not what the Bible tells us. But the point is that God's promise to give the land to the Jewish people, again, is not a conditional promise. Despite all the odds, God will fulfill his promises. He will fulfill the promise that he has made to the Israelite nation, but he will fulfill the promises that he's made to us. I'm going to be in Esther chapter 3, and I'm going to read verses 2 through 6, and we'll dive right in to Haman and what he tried to do, and of course, what we know happened. Esther chapter 3, verse 2. And all the king's servants who were within the king's gate bowed and paid homage to Haman. For so the king had commanded concerning him. 
But Mordecai would not bow or pay homage. Then the king's servants who were within the king's gate said to Mordecai, Why do you transgress the king's command? And now it happened when they spoke to him daily, and he would not listen to them, that they told it to Haman to see whether Mordecai's words would stand. For Mordecai had told them that he was a Jew. When Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow or pay him homage, Haman was filled with wrath. But he disdained to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they had told him of the people of Mordecai. And instead, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews who were throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus, the people of Mordecai. So here in chapter 3, we come to the key plot of the story of Esther. Haman didn't want to just kill Mordecai for his actions, but he wanted to annihilate all of the Jewish people. Now what we have here is Haman, and we must consider his background, a descendant from Agag, king of the Amalekites, who fought against the Jews during the time of King Saul. Uh, And by the way, just a footnote, Saul was the ancestor of Mordecai. But the animosity between the Jews and the Amalekites goes all the way back to Moses. We find in Deuteronomy chapter 25, beginning of verse 17, how God declared that the Amalekites would be blotted out. Well, in this particular instance, Haman thought, "I'm I'm the second most powerful person in this empire. It's time for me to use that power to take revenge upon my enemy and the enemy of my families. I've got the power and the means to destroy this group once and for all, and that's what I'm going to do. Hmm, God's chosen people. I don't think so. A question, how many times have we thought, I'm in control, I've got the power, I'm a big boy, I make my own decisions. You know, it's really my choice. Does any of that sound familiar? Be reminded today that despite any and all odds, God's promises, God's purpose, God's will will be fulfilled. God's in control, even in our daily lives. We might think it's up to us, but as Christians, we know that it's not. Haman's pride and hatred overtook him to plot revenge, and he was using his king as a pawn in his own scheme. As we continue to go through Esther, I'm sure it's obvious to you by now that things don't go as he had planned, uh, as we'll see in the coming weeks. Allowing God's commands to guide our own actions and to give us the courage to stand for his truths is a huge encouragement to us, and it reminds us that no matter how unpopular it might be, again, despite all odds, God will fulfill His promises. Haman wanted to destroy the Jews. But remember, God made that unconditional promise to give the land of Israel to the Jewish people, to all the descendants. Haman thought he was going to snuff that line out. But as we already know, that didn't happen. And as we continue to walk through Esther, we'll see all that transpired. But for us today, remember the unconditional promises that God has made to his children. God will always be present with you. Isaiah 43, 1 and 2 
reminds us of that. God does not promise us that we're not going to have troubles or difficult times, but he does promise that he will walk by us each and every time. God will provide for all of our needs that we see in Matthew chapter 6. Jesus assured us that the Father knows our every need and he will meet it. Now, sometimes his provision might not look exactly like what we want or expect. So, knowing and trusting in a specific provision is not necessarily the answer. But trusting in the divine provider is. An unconditional promise. God loves you. We find in Romans 8 verse 39. No matter the quality of our relationships with others, As a child of the King, we can always depend on our Heavenly Father's love for us. Another promise, God will ease our fears. We read in Psalm 34, God is greater than anything that can hurt or harm us. He can deliver us from trouble, from whatever, and whatever uh, He might allow in our lives, He will deliver us through that even if it's deliverance to glory. There is no need to fear in what today or tomorrow holds because God holds us. Unconditional promise. God will trade his peace for our anxiety or fears. Again, in Philippians 4, verses 4 through 10, he will bring our anxious thought. If we will bring our anxious thoughts to God, meditate on His good things, He will take away those anxieties for His peace. God will give our soul rest. Oh, what a promise. This world gives us lots of burdens to carry, but God invites us to lay those burdens down and experience His rest as we read in Matthew 11. The promise that God gives spiritual protection. When we enter into that saving relationship with Jesus Christ, we never have to wonder if we're going to make it to heaven. We never have to wonder if we're taken care of because the God spiritually shields us and protects all who belong to Him. 1 Peter 1, 3-5. Another promise, God will provide a way to say no to temptation. I know we struggle with this one, but 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 reminds us that we do not have to give in. God's promise is to show us the other way and the strength to say no. God gives us contentment in every situation. Again, in Philippians 4, no matter what the physical circumstances, no matter if they're plentiful or if we're needy, Jesus will give us the strength to be content. The unconditional promise that God will make all things right. Revelation 21. At the end of this world's history, Christ will come again. Sin will be abolished. Grief, death, mourning will be consumed. And we will spend an eternity with our Savior. Oh, brothers and sisters, be encouraged today. Despite all the odds... God, our Heavenly Father, will fulfill all His promises to us. Thank you again so much for joining us on this week's podcast. 
We looked at Haman and his plot to destroy the Jewish people. That might have been his plan. But despite all the odds, God will fulfill all of his promises. And that is certainly true to us today as his children. I look forward to hosting you again next week on Tea Time with Tommy. But until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.